Hey everyone, and welcome to the Forefront Podcast. We are a community of pioneers exploring and building at the forefront of the Web3 playground. We've dug through the noise and surfaced a signal on the state of the art of tokenized communities in the internet native economy. Enjoy this bi-weekly roundup of the latest and greatest in social tokens, DAOs, and more. Perfect. Just start with some intros, both about yourselves and then also about Scarlet Dow. I guess I'll go first because Rahul probably wants to talk a bit more about Scarlet Dow. So we're both from Rutgers University. I'm a freshman currently studying uh, computer science and economics. I got pretty big into crypto maybe eight months ago or so in the late early fall. And since then, I've just been joining DAOs, working on projects, trying to do everything I can to immerse myself in the space, get really involved. I currently work as an analyst at Masari, and I'm working on some research projects through Rutgers. Yeah. I'm Rahul, one of the founders of Scarlet DAO. Just been generally working in DAOs over the last several months, part of the Kernel Fellowship, the Cryptoculture Society. And I think I just got a really uh, huge interest in DAOs over the last few months and wanted to bring DAOs to Rutgers. So currently, of course, working on Scarlet DAO, also doing a few other things in the space, but mainly just focusing on building community here. Nice. That's crazy that you're a freshman. You know, it's just also really cool just to see the younger generation already taking things up and moving at light speed. But, but yeah, with that, yeah, it's like, I feel like that's pretty popular in crypto. You have some anonymous 16 year olds working as devs for big projects and stuff like that. I feel like age doesn't matter too much. It's just how much work you put in. Yeah, it's definitely crazy to see. I'm always because there's a Padawan DAO too, which is also just like full of like young blood talent. But before we get too deep, because I feel like we should definitely talk about that later, but let's dive into what is Scarlet DAO and what is the vision? What are y'all doing? Yeah, I'm super interested to hear today, because like I said, it's the first like university based kind of DAO I've heard of and really keen to, to really explore and learn. Yeah, Scarlet DAO is, I think the best way to describe what we're doing here is a, a student driven effort to build a DAO at a university. So Kieran and I both go to Rutgers University. And ultimately, we tried to tap into a number of different DAOs. We're already, we, we got a lot of inspiration from a number of different DAOs like uh, FWB, what was happening in the Learn to Earn movement, Rabbit Hole, and Cabin DAO, and, and even Forefront. And we just wanted to bring the ethos of DAOs to Rutgers University, build a community. I think there's a lot of similar analogous things that happen at a university that really aligns itself with the sort of decentralized governance of a DAO, notably like student clubs and ultimately just allow students to organize, build a community for blockchain talent at our university. And yeah, it's been pretty great so far. We formed our, our sort of initial group in January and then just spent three months building up the community. And starting in April, where we launched our season one paper, we got sponsored by a co-working space on, on our campus where we've been holding bi-weekly IRL meetups. And it's just been amazing to see the talent. We're, we're all young, I guess. That's to be expected. But just the quality of work that people are doing in this space at Rutgers specifically, and we've been connected with tons of other people at different universities as well. Just it blows my mind every single day. We, so we've been doing IRL meetups. We've invited a few people We've to come on as speakers, and we've partnered with Princeton Blockchain Club to invite speakers and host panels. And yeah, it's just been a really great exercise in gathering students around a common cause. Going forward, we are organizing a trip to Consensus 2022. We're bringing around 40 people there, trying to do these huge sort of projects. Uh, we're also hosting an art exhibition in New Brunswick, first week of June. 
And yeah, our mission is really to build this community and then develop talent, like cultivate blockchain talent so that we can really ensure that students are not just educating themselves, like learning and building they are currently, but doing this in a way where they have control and connecting with alumni has been great. Connecting with mentors and networks has been great. And we really just want to see like how far we can push that. That's incredible. So a couple of questions is where did the idea come from? to one kind of use the DAO framework to organize community. And then also is like, how has it been figuring out the goals around something so immersive, but explorative? Yeah, just something that isn't quite defined yet. And so just for using the DAO framework, we've seen that at a lot of colleges, even Rutgers, I'm pretty involved in the blockchain club there. And with just how emergent of a technology blockchain is, you have some support from universities, but of course, on the uh, edge of it, it's still an unknown. There's a lot of like regulations that universities have to work around with. There's a lot of red tape, things like that. So some universities have been pretty hesitant in giving their fullest support to these blockchain organizations as much as the students would like. So we thought it was a better option to at least provide our students some autonomy so that they were separate from the university, allowed to make their own choices and allowed to just freely operate within the space away from the red tape that a university or legacy structure like that can provide. And I feel like that's pretty in line with the whole Web3 mantra of just breaking down these legacy structures and the control and red tape that often comes with them. Yeah, that's interesting. And when you talk about like control and red tape, are you talking more for traditional community or collegiate run clubs? So are you all able to operate outside of some of those parameters? by having this set up as a DAO framework or? Yeah, I would say just the red tape I'm talking about is what entails with the collegiate run club, the bureaucracy that you have to go through to get things done or deal with funding. You're dealing with a lot of people who don't necessarily understand crypto at the administrative level of universities. So by organizing as a DAO and providing ourselves this autonomy, it's a bit easier to get things done in a timely manner. Yeah. And I can speak to the how we've experienced that. We're a pretty young community as is, right? A few months in, and the blockchain club at Rutgers has existed for the last four years. Just naturally, the reason why we decided to form under this DAO organization framework and be independent of Rutgers University, we don't receive any grant funding. We don't have to really abide by the sort of limitations that Rutgers Blockchain Club has to. It's been a real benefit to us because the people that we're working with and our stakeholders, if you will, or advisors, they get it. They are naturally like in the industry. They understand that we're able to do huge things because we have full control, full autonomy. When we talk about like tokenizing, for example, that's not a barrier to our sort of future successes or whatever. Instead, that's something that they're willing to take in full stride. And that itself has been just an amazing experience is to actually work with people who understand people who actually are working in the industry. We have alumni advisors that are working at some really big firms like Delphi and Nansen. And these are people who've been in the industry for a really long time, who've seen bull bear markets, and they're able to advise our students, they're able to provide resources. And naturally, they're interested in seeing where this goes, right? So it's a mutual relationship that we're, we're building here. Okay, yeah, wow, this is wild. It's definitely blowing my mind. We don't have to go into it too much, but I'm just curious because I was like, when I was in college, I was in like a climbing club and obviously you had to run everything through the university and then, but that's also where funding came from. So I'm curious, are y'all raising funding outside of the university, call them walls or infrastructures through like more crypto native 
both, I guess, investors and what you were saying with mentors, or are you still having, I'm just trying to figure out what the relationship is still between the university and y'all. Cause it's super interesting. Yeah. I'd say like our, our biggest tie to the university is probably network. I tend to see things and I think we all tend to see things as just groups of networks. And it's been amazing to just be able to connect with alumni, say that we're part of Rutgers University, we're all Rutgers students, affiliated with Rutgers in some way, and then have that bond just lead to tons of different relationships and deep connections with people who are working in the industry and just want to help out. Beyond that, we've been taking full advantage of being on campus and campuses themselves are just amazing places to be inclusive and people are always interested in seeing what you guys are building and to hop in for a meeting. So that's been really great and, and exciting as well. But beyond that, we're, we're operating independently of like Rutgers, the, the institution. So we are able to be autonomous. We're able to pursue things that we're interested in and stuff that might be a little controversial, tokenizing, for example. We don't have a token yet, but given that governance is you know sort of important and we want to eventually build this out at scale. It's something that we're able to look into because we are autonomous and get some support from people who are experts in tokenomics and so on. Wow, okay. That's crazy to think that y'all have all that going on. And then I guess this is just a really short question, but so it sounds like autonomy is like the biggest reason for kind of structuring and experimenting with the DAO framework. Is that correct? Or at least for y'all? Or am I, I might be missing something. I just want to make... I'm just so curious, like why, like what is the like the main reason you would see other people adopt this framework and, and these ideas that you are exploring and fostering? Yeah, autonomy is definitely important to us, but I think it's also just the natural community that you get when everybody is given a an element of control over the future of the DAO or the community. And I think this is just natural to clubs or organizations that form under this, this DAO framework where it's everybody has a say, everybody has control over the future, everybody can contribute. People are interested in helping out, people are interested in, in contributing more whenever they have a say. And as a student, I've been part of a few different clubs and you can fall into this natural bureaucratic structure of there's an e-board and there's a natural power structure that exists where you might not have as much of control over where the future of the club is going. There's no sort of proposal mechanism for these clubs, right? There's no um, snapshot for any sort of, whether it's a climbing club or a rock climbing club, right? Unless you are naturally friends with a lot of these clubs, and perhaps you can get that at a smaller club, a club that's just being started. A lot of these larger clubs that actually do have connections to, let's say, recruiting, for instance, I'm a finance major. So I guess my my biggest club would be the, the finance club at Rutgers. They have ties to City. They have ties to like these larger investment banks. That's an institution in and of itself, like the, the finance club, because of the resources that they have. There's so much competition. There's so much just an inability to break through this power structure that any sort of proposal that like if you were to implement like probably wouldn't be taken seriously because they have all these sort of ties and so making our mission formed around building a system that is open to new ideas and is is flexible all these sort of open culture type ideals that we have in the DAO space it's something that we're trying to bring to what we're building at Scarlet Dow. Anybody is given the opportunity to contribute in a way that is entirely up to them and is pushing Scarlet Dow forward. Yeah, you bring up some like really interesting topics. Something that I've been like thinking through this whole conversation is like with this openness and flexibility, and also with 
y'all being so young, but yet so immersed in the space, I'm curious of like what sort of tooling y'all are using in this structure. Are you still also, yeah, kind of like multiple questions. Y'all are thinking about like tokenizing, but even before that for governance, are y'all just using snapshot or have y'all been experimenting with different frameworks? And yeah, it just seems like you have so much kind of freedom to really explore some of these more in-depth nuanced ideas with like recourse if things go wrong just due to being like yeah being young and focused in the university so i'm just curious like what y'all have been experimenting there from a tooling and community perspective so maybe i can go a little bit and then i'd like to see what kiernan has to say but i think this basically comes down to a matter of scale and geography and the main reason why is because Rutgers is it's geographically local and everybody who is really a part of Rutgers or rather Scarlet Dow is to see each other. We, we see each other walking around campus. So naturally, the same sort of limitations that I think DAOs on the internet would have to go through is having to use Snapchat and so on. We can just do that at our weekly meetings. We can talk in person. We can use iMessage and so on to, to coordinate because we're going to see each other in person. So we haven't really had too much tooling per se so far. I think we've really operated in, in the, the realm of a traditional cooperative so far is probably the best analogy. But as we scale, the vision for Scarlet Dow isn't just remaining at Rutgers for the inevitable future. This is a model that we want to bring to universities all over the United States and potentially the world, enabling students to take control over their own like initiatives, their own projects, enabling blockchain talent at these universities to organize, connect with mentors, connect with um, people who might be able to help them out with their projects and get jobs and, and build stuff. All of this, like we're trying to bring to various campuses, like station ourselves at different universities from coast to coast, even. As we scale, the, the question of how we choose to organize becomes more important. And we currently like have a gnosis safe. We were operating on the Polygon network. We're we're likely going to use snapshot or some sort of like governance tool going forward, and of course the token, but all of that isn't really something that we've currently had a lot of issues with because they're just naturally on campus and we're in person. We know each other. We're bound by the the cultural bond of being Rutgers students and Rutgers alums. Yeah. And Kieran, maybe you can speak to a little bit about like how you've experienced Scarlet Dow. Sure. I'll also add a bit more to the just tooling question. So just naturally being this kind of early stage thing, we want to really focus on just innovation and keeping things open-ended. We have a lot of different, like, varied backgrounds on our university campus. We have some Solana Rust devs. We have a student who actually wrote Compound's Governor B protocol. And then me and a couple other students have been doing some governance projects over the past couple of weeks and months. We completed in Lionhack submitting a governance project. So in terms of just the actual frameworks and the technical work behind it, I'd say we're keeping it pretty open-ended at this stage and are just looking to see what the community wants, what our preferences, where the best opportunities are before we get a platform or tooling suite nailed down. But just to answer Rahul's question about what Scarlet Dow has provided me so far, I'd say it's just a extremely crypto-native community that I was not able to find at other places at Rutgers. I mentioned before, I'm pretty involved in both Scarlet Dow and our blockchain hub. And the blockchain hub is great. I have no complaints about it, but it's typically a lot of people who are not as crypto native as the people in Scarlet Dow. The advisors are not as crypto native as well as the students. It's mainly people working in typical business and finance who are looking at careers in either investment banking or consulting or things like that. 
where the members of Scarlet DAO are really focused on crypto. They are crypto native. They want to work in crypto. They're currently working in crypto. And with my career prospects and what I'm thinking about doing in my own career, I feel like that just better aligns with what I'm aiming myself for. So Scarlet DAO has just really provided me a good space to do that, hash out ideas with other people who are interested in doing that, and really just have a common place to discuss current events, work on projects, things like that. Oh yeah, that's incredible. It sounds like you are just like making like a little hub. That's just like the whole point I feel like of universities to like be able to find kind of your people. And it's really fascinating to hear these frameworks coming out of Web3 too. Go to that, like what would have been that's a buzzword, but like community building. Has the community come together very fluidity, like fluidly? Or it, it seems like from what y'all have said, it, it almost was just like this mass convergence. You found some people and then everyone was around the same ideas. And then it just sounds like the ball just started moving and now you are here or has it been a little tricky it's just yeah there's just so many fascinating components of this especially thinking of like how social university is in general just by nature of how like huge Rutgers is we have a, a huge diverse student body with it's impossible to know everyone with just how big the school is yeah how so big the is typical the blockchain i believe there's around like 50,000 students at Rutgers, New Brunswick, there's probably like 30,000 undergrads. That's just an estimation, but I know it's in the tens of thousands. Okay, sorry to interrupt, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, no problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we're like top five most diverse in the country, so it's really a, a whole body of like varied backgrounds. But what I found was that a lot of the people who were super interested in crypto, pre-Scarlet DAO, they were just doing their own things. They weren't super interested in the blockchain hub, we had alumni who just had no idea that we had these movements going on at Rutgers, even though they were working at companies in the space, or we had students interning at companies compound or working on their own solidity projects and things like that. But just through the process of forming Scarlet Dow, we've seen these people come out of the woodwork a bit more and we're able to congregate a bit more easily just because it's attracting this attention of a true crypto native organization by way of forming as a DAO rather than a club. So it's getting a bit more visibility within the kind of crypto circles on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, I love a good bubbling subculture, which it sounds like y'all have. And you know, it's the perfect recipe too. You're saying a bunch of people, everyone's young, diverse, lots of ideas. That's really, that just gets me excited. Yeah. It's definitely goal. been a great congregating force because we certainly have this Web3 talent at Rutgers, but they've all in the past just been doing their own thing, working on their own projects, going at it by themselves. But Scarlet Dow has really been a vehicle to bring these people together, get them in one room, get them thinking together, stuff like that. Were you going to say something, Rahul? No, I have to agree with everything Kiernan's saying. It's really, I think that was part of the founding idea. Myself and we all had this shared experience of feeling pretty isolated in month three. And I think naturally, if you understand what a DAO is, even today, right, like despite tons of people entering Web3, if you understand what a DAO is, you get a sense of what we're trying to build. We're trying to build a community. We're trying to congregate people who are in the know. And naturally, like people who are in the know in Web3 spend tons of time on the internet, spend tons of time on Twitter and Discord and are trying to find people like them in person. And it's been just great seeing people on campus come together and finding each other who are looking for other people who are doing the same stuff they are, who are looking for people who can fill in their gaps. Myself, I really focus a lot on DAOs, and it's been great meeting Kiernan, who's focusing more on DeFi and research, and he's working on Asari, and finding other people who are working in development and working on MEV bots, and to have been in the space since 2017, like literally working on bots while they were in chemistry class in high school. Like it's, We have some crazy people with some crazy stories at Rutgers, I heard one Rutgers student 
was actually behind the flash loan um, or CryptoPunk that sold for $500 million. I think that was a pretty big headline, but he was behind that. And some crazy people at Rutgers University that I'm just more than grateful to be a part of and share a space with and speak to and get to know. Yeah, that's wild. The amount of talent and... Because that's like I... A lot of what I think about Web3 is we haven't even scratched the surface of what's about to happen just because what's really going to push the needle is people like y'all who are young, but also so Web3 native. And it's that's where like this cultural kind of movement's going to come from. And it's, it's really cool to hear this kind of like even the idea of creating like this network of university DAOs. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Granted, I'm sure it's still being figured out, but that seems so fascinating to me, especially as finding talent and also just giving, that's what's so cool about Web3 is there's so much opportunity just to get involved and to make cool things, especially as a young person, and then have your name stamped on it. So I'm really curious, what do y'all envision this university DAO network growing? Is it one of those things where it'll be little satellite DAOs or sub DAOs, the friends with benefits city thing, or... Mm. uh, well, each one kind of had their own autonomy or are you still figuring it out? I'm just, it's just such a fascinating idea to see these DAOs also tied to, to very real geographic locations too. Yeah. So there are a few things. I think first there's an understanding that whatever is happening at Rutgers, right? We're, we're seeing, of course, talent and, and people coming together and building together. This isn't an insular experience. This is something that can be replicated at universities all across the U.S. and even the world. This is something that just naturally happens whenever you have a group of people that come together that are just incredibly talented, like just down to work and and get to know each other. It's just what naturally happens. And I've had experiences and other people have had experiences that are this part of the reason, I guess, my personal inspiration for Scarlet Dow came from being a part of a number of fellowships. So the Colonel Fellowship that put me in contact with a number of people at the beginning of my Web3 journey that have really influenced me and have just been incredibly inspirational. I was part of Gen Z Mafia, I was part of the Crypto Culture Society Fellowship and just meeting other great like people. We want to do something similar here at Scarlet Dow. And of course, the more campuses, the more people we reach, the exponential uh, rate that we can not just improve like scale, but also just quality of interactions and quality relationships that we build. But at the same time, it's we have some interesting ideas around what students can do when they're given control, this autonomy factor. And I am interested in seeing how we're able to make an impact on exactly what it means to form a university even, right? We're seeing learn to earn show up. We're seeing on-chain resumes. And we're partnered with a startup called 101.xyz to um, get started using their service to essentially give NFTs to people who complete a course or a quiz. And that's been like a a really interesting concept that I think we're just starting to see in Web3 is giving NFTs to let people identify on a social graph. This is somebody that has this expertise that has completed this quiz that might be potentially valuable to us in a job position or might be able to connect me to someone else. And as we grow, I think that's something that's really close to what we're trying to build as well is deconstruct this concept of a university, deconstruct what it means to create a talent network. We're looking at some sort of inspiration from like contrary capitals. I come a background. I come from a background where, excuse me, from VC and entrepreneurship and contrary capitals, this community of people that is sort of a funnel to some venture capital firms, but also they're just like an amazing sort of social vibe, right? People who are trying to build with each other, people who are trying to just connect with one another and have a great time. What does this look like when we expand this across universities? 
when we have like people who are highly talented and build a program for them to connect with one another, some sort of fellowship. And yeah, I, I think long term, that's something that we're trying to build out as we scale, as we grow, is this organization where we are able to congregate all types of blockchain talent and then allow them to build with one another across universities and, and go deep into what that could look like in a very Web3, non-schemorphic manner. There's a lot in there. That's crazy. Even the fact like what you're saying, debundling universities and... Yeah, this is this whole conversation's been mind blowing. Nate had a question in the chat. He's noticed in your Twitter says soon city DAOs. And he was curious if you could speak a little to that. I don't know, maybe drop some alpha on what that means and some of these grand plans. Cause it sounds like y'all are not just thinking short term, obviously, which is exciting. Yeah, it, it says City DAOs because we want to anchor ourselves to the locations that we're at. Universities, obviously, I guess naturally <laughs> exist. <laughs> We're in New Brunswick right now. I think it would be interesting to see what we could bring to our local communities, not just forming this walled garden of talent that is exclusive to and built for students, people who are enrolled at a university, but also open to expressing the values of Web3 and adding utility to local business people, local like activists, um, tying ourselves to adding value to um, the neighborhoods that are around us. I think that also ties into a lot of the values of Web3 is like openness and community as well. We don't want to limit ourselves to just Rutgers students. Ultimately, yeah, we're connecting with local the business ecosystem, political ecosystem, and trying to see where we can add value. We're also inspired by City Dow, and we invited one of, one of the members over and had a really good conversation with him and trying to have partnerships with as many DAOs as possible. It's like concept of a DAO embassy that Cabin DAO has uh, pretty aligned with that as well. But I would say that it's really our, our, more, our main things about the, the City DAO is just trying to yeah go deep into helping out our local communities. That's probably going to be one of the most exciting things I've heard out of a project, just trying to connect with the local communities especially being a university-based organization too. That just seems kind of genius. Again, I understand we're still in the early planning phases, but I'm just curious like what you're imagining that relationship looks like. Is it more of, because I also see like a lot of what the cool parts about DAOs is how they've debundled the way people can consume and find information and thinking about universities as being quite walled off sometimes, especially from an information standpoint. It just seems like there's a, a huge opportunity to use something like exactly like y'all are building and then have that tied to the local community to really spread out those information networks and, and to start those connections and, and see what happens. But yeah, I'm just curious if there's any more kind of plans you have there or if it's still just very exploratory. Yeah, I can say this strictly goes into how we're structuring the DAO. Currently, if you go to our Discord, you'll see that as soon as you join, you'll be able to access a basic level of, of channels and so on. And one of the channels is a resources page. We want to ensure that the education that we're, we're spreading is open to everybody. This comes from the, the kernel model of like, if you guys have heard of the, the kernel fellowship, I would highly recommend checking it out. But highly inspired by what Andy there has done with open sourcing their curriculum, just leaving it open. You don't have to be a fellow to engage in the education of understanding what Web, what Web3 is going deep into becoming a better developer, becoming a greater researcher on DeFi, or just learning how to interact in crypto and Web3. So 
Yeah, it's just it's about ensuring that we are open to anybody who is interested in joining our community. And clearly, as we want to ensure that we're able to build a space for talent as well, some of this might include building out a fellowship for people who are highly skilled and so on. But ultimately, like the vision is that anybody can be a part of Scarlet Dow. The actual mechanics of everything is going to be built out as we we have more and more community members join and more people participating. But I think that's a really central vision for what Scarlet Dow is as well. Yeah. What is so? What does the joining Scarlet Dow look like? Is there any sort of membership kind of process, or is it very open right now? Or do you all have plans? I imagine there's plans there along with like tokenization, whether that be through a social token or an NFT. But yeah, I'm, I'm just curious, what does it look like to get involved today? So just by nature of it still being its early stage, we've really focused on just congregating this talent. So it's really open to anyone. If you're interested in Web3 or you have some talent already, you're welcome to come to one of our meetings. We have our online Discord set up already where we're offering a couple bounties and then we're pretty active on social media as well. But in terms of just like how to get into the community, we've kept it pretty open. We've had people at our meetings who know nothing about crypto and Web3 who just wanted to learn more. And then we've had people who own a board ape and are like fully working in the space come to our meetings so it's pretty open so far just by nature but rahul can probably talk a, a bit more about the plans for the future incorporating other token or an nft so so going forward as we we think of scaling we have been entertaining the idea of membership nfts differentiating perhaps like Rutgers alums versus Rutgers students and people who are not really either affiliated with the university or at all, not in any sort of exclusionary way, but strictly as a way to to know who's who. And I think that's also something that we're trying to look at is like, how do we you know, identify people and, and allow people to know who's in the community without really gating any sort of access? And ultimately, like the value that we're trying to bring is education and onboarding, as well as building this talent network. There are a lot of questions about how we're going to go about doing this. I think we're looking into, some I mentioned, Contrary Capital and a few other like membership organizations. And uh, yeah, still a lot of this is in the works, but membership NFTs is something that we're looking at. Tokenization is something we're looking at. And yeah, I <laughs> would love to chat with anybody to see how we could make this as successful as possible. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Something I just can't get over is it like Scarlet Dow. I guess it's very similar to Cabin Dow, but it just seems the IRL component is something that is always going to be pivotal to y'all's organization and especially to the network spread too. It's just I feel like one of the first kind of communities where the IRL component seems so much more important and seems like it'll last longer than any sort of digital component. I'm just curious, do you ever see that it just like makes tooling such an interesting kind of conversation? Because just like you said, y'all haven't had need for a snapshot or for some of these more public forums or more digital kind of forum spaces because of this IRL component. Do you see that pushing y'all to embrace traditional tooling maybe in new ways? Or do you just see it as trying to figure out the best way to fit in some of these tools to make it work? It just yeah. seems like it's just so crazy. Again. It's literally the DAO structure with hyper-geographic roots, which is super fascinating. Yeah, IRL is really central to what we're doing, like, just naturally. But I think, yeah, we are trying to approach governance and membership and everything in a way that works for us. We're not really trying to, to fit into a lot of these DAOs that operate, like, entirely virtually. 
So the way we're dealing with, with that right now is ensuring that we have just like an open space. We've been lucky to be sponsored by Desk Coworking, local in a campus, around our campus. And a lot of the sort of ways that we reach out to students is also in person, right? Friends of friends or people who we've seen on campus or in class, just reaching out to them. Some of some people that have joined are just groups of friends that have decided that like, maybe we're like doing Solidity together. Why don't we just go check out this DAO that's being formed? And I don't think like that's going away at any time, perhaps as we grow. And it's not to say that Zoom and Discord haven't been instrumental to how we've been able to communicate with mentors and alums and people who you know aren't based in New Brunswick, but want to get involved at Scarlet Dow. Perhaps just as we grow, this IRL component is more about shaping the community within the DAO. And then the digital aspect is really more about connecting with resources or connecting with people who want to be, who want to engage with what we're building or want to engage with certain students or, or certain like talent, which simply like aren't nearby. But I think looking into FWB cities, looking into other IRL, like Cabin Dow, for example, right? Yeah, it's like a, basically like a direct analogy to what those types of communities are. And we, we've been lucky to speak to a few people there and get some sort of uh, understanding of how to build an IRL community. And this is something that I'm really excited to be pursuing over the next like months and years um, is trying to shape exactly what this looks like and maybe build like a standard for what this looks like, specifically for universities even. If Cabin Dow is trying to build a decentralized city, I'd say that Scarlet Dow is trying to build a decentralized university. And universities are these intentional little cities, when you think about it, intentional around the mission and the values of you know, trying to upskill, if you will, or bring talent together and just build and uh, just add value to society. And um, yeah, Scarlet Dow is a little bit of a, of a microcosm of people doing that within the blockchain space and uh, for the blockchain space, even trying to shape what this looks like. This huge forefront of IRL DAOs, IRL social DAOs. Yeah, that's an incredibly fascinating kind of not dilemma, but just opposite, like the way that you're using, like focusing on like this, like in real life connection and networking ability, but then also leveraging kind of the complete connection and unending opportunity of the internet to help fuel these, or in your case, fuel this, this small experimental doubt at the university. Yeah, that's so wild. And also just so you can, you can see how it replicates too. It's, it's so easy to envision almost just like the multiplication of this network. Okay, before we run out of time, I was curious because you mentioned y'all are curating an art exhibit coming up in June. So what's the connection? Like, how are y'all moving in between these different aspects of community? Just like Kieran was saying, with having a really strong background and more dev work. And then it also sounds like y'all are trying to cover the gambit all the way to, you know, art and culture. How is that occurring? And also, how is that strengthening the community? Because I imagine it's a crazy overlap to have so many different people within one community. Yeah. So the main initiatives that we're doing, we're doing the art exhibition. Our exhibition. We're also doing like a, a trip to Consensus where we're bringing forty students out to Austin. And I can speak to a little bit of both. Right. Our community isn't just sort of a monolith of, of a certain type of Web three person. And I'd even extend our community to people in the local blockchain ecosystem in New Jersey and even at Princeton. Like we've found a really great partnership with the Blockchain Club at Princeton. They're not a DAO, but maybe they will be soon. <laughs> no, but the ecosystem, I think everybody is really just interested in getting to know everybody else. And we've really been grateful to be able to tap into that. The art exhibition is going to be in New Brunswick. I've been 
organizing this with some people at Blockchain Princeton, and we'll have some amazing partners and organizing some artists to come out here and use this co-working space that we have to build small little exhibitions. The theme is going to be generative art. I think recently there's been a lot more interest in art blocks. And uh, yeah, like the, the, the organizers themselves have a really great background in generative art and in NFTs. And we're trying to grow some buzz in the local New Jersey area, perhaps in New York City as well, to, uh, to come out to this event. It's going to be the first week of June, like the weekend. I believe it's going to be June 4th. But yeah, it's going to be a two-day event. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have um, artists from local New Brunswick, as well as artists from a number of different like discords. And if you guys are interested in coming out, please do. And the other initiative that we're really building is bringing Rutgers students, bringing Scarletto members out to Austin for Consensus 2022. And this has been like a really great event. Myself, Kiernan Hansen, and a number of other members have really come together to, to make sure that this goes as best as possible. And we're raising an NFT crowdfund. One of the our good friends, Janice, she is an artist. She uses Blender and we made this really cute NFT that I think we'll be announcing pretty soon um, to raise some crowd funds to help us fund this trip. We're all getting like this huge Airbnb. We're going to attend this event. We're going to host uh, some exclusive events just for Scarlet Dem members in partnership with uh, a few different organizations that are in Austin. And uh, yeah, all this sort of IRL experience is, like I mentioned, is central to what we're doing. And it's also somewhat legitimizing in a way. It's something that I can point to and like say to my parents, this is this is real, right? And I think that's something that in this onboarding phase and this adoption phase is pretty important to, to show to students, to show to alumni that we're building stuff that is tangible and we're, we're building stuff that people can attend and see and able to they're able to evaluate it themselves. And, and it's speaking their language. And that's something that I think is also in this adoption phase is super important. So yeah, if you guys are interested in helping us with with the crowdfund, that would be amazing. We'll be launching this on Mirror. I know with market and everything, it's a little bit difficult today than it was uh, a week ago even. So we might be uh, changing exactly how we're doing it, but keep an eye out on the Scarlet Dow Discord and in the Twitter to see where that goes. And part of this crowdfund is also going towards like this fellowship concept that Kieran and myself and a few others have been have been throwing around. But essentially curating some talent at Scarlet Dow that goes towards this mentorship program, connecting them with network and alums to allow them to build out a certain project over the course of a few weeks. We're doing a ton of different things <laughs> in the next few months and especially into the next semester. Yeah, like all of this is really just, yeah, I would love any sort of support. Yeah, I'll definitely keep my eye out for that. It's just so cool to see all these kind of very abstract tools sometimes. Exactly what you were saying. It's very tangible. I tell my parents what I do and it's like mass confusion. But to have this like tangible outcome also, I think, really helps strengthen the narrative probably around Web3 too. So the last question is what in y'all's minds, because I'd be super interested to hear your, your take, Karen, but what does uh, Scarlet Dow look like by the date of your graduation? So what, it's like a, a year or two for you, Rahul, and then you've got some time, Karen? In? Yeah, I've got a little bit of time left, <laughs> like three more years. I'd really just envision something that's a more a fully fledged out community on multiple campuses. I want to see this talent network fully come to fruition. I want us to be able to take in students and other people in the space that are interested in Web3 but don't know fully how to get started. They need some direction. They need some help to attend these conferences and events. I really just want to be a place where we can facilitate 
these people's education, facilitate their development of their skills, and really help them hone their talent so we can help build the next generation of this Web3 talent. Yeah, same goes for me. I think it's really just about ensuring that we're able to expand, scale, but also remain really close to what we're currently building right now, which is like the talent network, building out the community, building out like just a really open culture. For me, I think it would be interesting to potentially just work on Scarlet Dow if this was something that like I could just work on and be a core contributor to for the inevitable future, because this is really something that I'm really, I just love building. So yeah, making this like something that is potentially earning revenue or just could pay for basic expenses, a fully fledged DAO and the sort of organizational definition of that. Yeah, but also obviously providing just deep value to people, anybody who's just interested in, in DAOs or like even deeper involved in blockchain development uh, is a DGEN or a DAO contributor already. Yeah. I can definitely see the vision. I, y'all have me so excited. That's I love. It's just always cool to see talent just going for it and and already see so much action. Yeah, this has been like such a fun conversation. I really appreciate both y'all's time and the work y'all are doing and yeah i'm definitely excited to keep an eye out and check the mirror crowdfund and hopefully see y'all around too i know we might cross paths but yeah is, is there i don't know if y'all want to just give like where we can follow y'all i shared the scarlet dow twitter or is, like, before we wrap up is there anything else that is pertinent that you got to say before we go i think that's it you can find us on twitter we have a discord that everyone's welcome to join and uh we'll be at some events over the summer you know, we're located close by to NYC, so we might be at MMT NYC. I know I'll be in uh, Miami next week for a little bit of permissionless, as well as uh, the ActivateX Wormhole Hackathon. And of course, we'll be out in Austin for uh, consensus. Yeah, that's basically it. Perfect. Thank you so much. We thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. And like I said, I'm really excited just to keep my thumb on y'all, see what you're up to. I also have some questions I'm going to reach out about as well. Thanks think- to everyone who popped in and joined us at the Hangout. We'll also be putting this out as a podcast probably like two weeks, I think is our usually turnaround time. So that'll be rad to, to get it into the ears of the people. So with that, I guess we'll sign off. Thank Thanks you again, us. everyone. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. Check y'all later. Hey, fam. Thanks for listening to the Forefront Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please visit us on Twitter at Forefront underscore or on the web at Forefront.market. You can come through our Discord too, anytime, night or day. We'll see you next time.